Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the SBK Betting Podcast as we look ahead to this weekend's Breeders' Cup action Saturday specifically because I'm sure everyone's got better stuff to do on a Friday except for one man who is, of course, the authority on US racing in the British Isles, Mr. Tom Collins. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm great. I'm even better now. You've just called me the authority. I've never been called that before. It sounds like some kind of WWE nickname, but uh, I've been called far worse, Adam. Well, hopefully you're bringing the heavy hitters this this weekend, TC. We're all we're all uh, here with bated breath as to as to what you've got locked and loaded for us for for Saturday nights. Um, what makes the Breeders' Cup so special for you? I mean, obviously, you know, we we all love we all love racing, but this is your kind of tour de force, isn't it? This is your World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love the Breeders' Cup not only because I've got an obsession and passion for uh, U.S. racing in general, but also it's the fantastic global feel to the two-day meet that really gets me. I mean, you've got all the best U.S. horses on the dirt. You know, that's where they're dominant. But you've also got the U.S. turf horses that people may not know, may not see week in, week out, facing the best of the Europeans. But this year, for example, we've got Mostadath, August Rodan in spiral. I could continue. Plenty of two-year-olds as well. Then you have a scattering of Japanese runners, which you don't necessarily get at any other flat meeting. And you've got the odd French competitor too. So there's a real global feel to it. And crucially, crucially, there is fast ground guaranteed for all turf contests. And aside from Royal Ascot this year, we haven't said that about any major meeting. So there are ticks in all the boxes for the Breeders' Cup, and I just cannot wait. So we're at Santa Anita this year, TC. Give us, give us a bit of insight as to what we need to expect from the track and perhaps the impact of the draw. Absolutely. So it, the weather's going to be fantastic. It's in California. Uh, the dirt track is going to be fast and it's going to really favour speed. Um, so if you're looking for all the dirt races, the first thing you should note is the pace map, where the speed's going to come from. And those horses that are up front in the early stages will have an advantage. On the turf, you can close from behind, especially if you're a European horse, because you generally have a better turn of foot than the US turf horses. But at the same time, the uh, straight is pretty short. So you've got to be relatively close, close enough to be able to use that, that kick in the closing stages. Also, there's a downhill turf track at Santa Anita, which does suit specialists. We're going to cover one of the races later on uh, that is on the downhill turf track. So we'll get into that then. Um, but otherwise, my only other tip is the back winners. Amen. Well, look, before we get into, into covering these races, it would be remiss of me to, to not point out that you'll be able to watch all of the Breeders' Cup action on SBK throughout the, throughout the weekend, and as well as getting all some of the, the industry-leading odds for all the, all the races. So if you are punting the, the Breeders' Cup, then make sure you check out SBK. Right, let's get into to the first of our sort of three races that we're really going to hone in on TC, the Breeders' Cup turf, 9.50 p.m. UK time. August Rodan at 11 to 4 takes on Mostadaf, 3 to 1, and King of Steel at 6 to 1, along with a load of other rubbish. Uh, which of those three wins? Yeah, it's going to be one of those three. This is a race that the Europeans have just dominated since its inception back in 1984. I mean, even one year after the inauguration of this race, in 1985, Clive Britton went over there and won it with a horse very well known called Pebbles, which I'm sure some of the older viewers might remember. Uh, since then, there's been a litany of successes. Rebels Romance won it last year. Your beer the year before, both with Charlie Appleby. I could go through the whole roll of honour and it's European after European after European with the odd Chad Brown trainee in there. But it will be one of the market leaders that takes this. Um, I don't personally like King of Steel. You know, he's a very big horse, probably not best suited to the turf track at Santa Anita. And as I say, this race is run on the downhill course. That means the starting point 
They go right from a, a real high uh, incline, go all the way down into the home straight, which means uh, there's a big dog leg just as they come off the false bend. And there's a huge path. Now, some horses don't handle that. And especially if you're wide on the track, it can be quite a sharp left-hand turn. So King of Steel, who I think is drawn in 11, uh, is going to have a pretty, ta- pretty big task from there to even get in a good spot, let alone handle the, uh, the terrain underfoot. August Rodan has the best draw in the race. And I found it difficult to actually split him and Mostadaf on form alone. You know, Mostadaf's been brilliant so far this season. But I just edge it towards the three-year-old August Rodan. You know, Aidan O'Brien has a phenomenal record at the Breeders' Cup in general. Uh, Ryan Moore hasn't had that much success in the last couple of years. But I think this is the year where he really fights back. And from a good draw, a nice inside post, he should get a rail running trip. And I think what's, what's key here is August Rodin's family suggests that he should handle the US conditions. His dam was, is Rhododendron, who ran in the 2017 Philly and Mare's Turf and finished second to Wahada, who's uh, owned by Godolphin. She ran great. And that little piece of bloodline form, I think, stands August Rodin in great stead. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you've got to you've got to consider the toll on uh, on King of Steel that that that, that race in the uh, Ascot had as well, right? Heavy grounds had to had to come from a long way back to get there, and then straight on the on the plane out to California. You know, how much is he going to have have left in the tank for this? And I'm firmly with you. Like I couldn't split August Rodan or Mostadaf either. So it'll be one of them, won't it? Yeah, it'll be one of them for sure. And also, one thing to point out more about King of Steel, you just touched on it there. Great point that you know that was a hard race. He didn't have an easy race at all. And everyone was talking about, yeah, Frankie did amazingly well. I don't think he actually gave him a great ride. You know, he was in the worst position. He got pushing him along early on. So he had to sustain an effort for a long way, even from the turn all the way up the straight to get the job done. There will be uh, exertions coming out of that. And as you say, the long trip over to California, the fact he's had to work this week with all the cameras and the furore around it, I think could take its toll for sure. Indeed. All right, let's move on to the Breeders' Cup Classic, 10.40pm. So we've got two Japanese horses in here that did all right in Maidan. Uh, one won the Dubai World Cup and the UAE Derby, and then a load of US runners that none of us really know much about. And I'm sure you can enlighten us as to, as to what's going to come out on top here. For sure. Well, I do like one of the Japanese runners, actually, in Ushba Tesoro. I actually advised him uh, in the anti-post markets at around 11 to 1, just about three weeks ago. Um, the race at that point had already started to fall apart with Cody's Wish, who would have been favourite in this race had he stayed the trip earlier in the year uh, in the Whitney when he finished third. He was then being rerouted to the dirt mile. So he's not in the contest. Mage, the Kentucky Derby winner, ruled out. And just in the last few days, Arcangelo, uh, the Belmont Stakes winner, also ruled out. That means Ushpa Tesoro's price has gone from 11 to 1 down to around 5 to 1. You know, the value probably isn't there anymore. However, in my opinion, he is the most likely winner. Now, I'm not going to profess to know all about his early campaign, early career Japanese form, because I'm not a Japanese expert. I watched a few of the replays back. They were relatively impressive, but I don't really know what he beat. However, in the Dubai World Cup, which the race you've already mentioned there, I thought he was excellent. That track at Maidan really suits front runners. I have already mentioned that Santa Anita suits front runners, but Maidan is even more biased towards horses on the pace. Yet he came from virtually last to surge through and beat Algiers late. Uh, I thought it was a phenomenal run. He's only run once since off a long layoff at Funabashi, and he was very impressive. If you haven't watched that replay, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, just type in Ushba Tesoro and you can see it. And I think a repeat of that run is probably good enough to win what is, in my opinion, a pretty terrible classic uh, by classic standards. You know, without any of the best three-year-olds in this race, 
there isn't much to really shout about. The favourite is currently Arabian Knight, who's uh, trained by Bob Baffert, owned by Zidane Racing Stables, ridden by Flavian Pratt, and he costs $2.3 million. You know, a horse with those connections and that price tag is always going to take cash, especially on the West Coast where Baffert trains. He's only had four starts. He's won three of them and was impressive last time in the Pacific Classic. But prior to that, he was a bit odd in the Haskell. He kind of led, then got past, then rallied late in a weird kind of that circumstance you don't often see in the US. And he's super unexposed, lightly raced. I just don't think he's priced on his actual form. I think he's priced on what his connections have done in the past. So I have to take him on, especially from a wide draw. And Ushpa Tezora is the horse I'm willing to do it with. Yeah, I was going to say that draw in 12 for Arabian Night doesn't bode well at all, does it? I'm just going to ask you about the other Japanese horse, TC, Derma Sotagake. Any any thoughts on that? I mean, is, is that sort of the inferior of of the pair? I think so. But at the same time, we have seen him run away from Japan in the past, which has to be a positive. And actually, he's had issues at the start before. Uh, he's had issues in his workouts prior to running in his previous races. But from what I've seen so far from the Breeders' Cup feed on Twitter, where they show the works and how the horses are, have travelled over and handling the uh, surroundings at Santa Anita, he seems to be handling it a lot better than normal, which would be a major tick in the box. I do narrowly prefer Ushpitazoro, but as I say, it's a weak race and Derma Sotogake is a big price. Yeah, absolutely. 16 to 1 there. And as TC says, Ushpitazoro is clipped into 9 to 2 now. Um, could be one for a, for a same race hacker if you fancy them both to place. Right. The Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, 11.25pm. Congratulations if you're still awake. Is this really living the dreams to lose at 7-2C? Obviously, Bradsaw's now been scratched. Or is there an American beast we need to side with? Qatar Racing, I've got one in here whose name escapes me. Yeah, uh, this is a good race, and it is all about living the moment. You know, the story that will come out of this, if Adam West, Sean Caran, and owner Stephen Jolene Lemos, uh, De Lemos will win this race, will be phenomenal. It'll be all over the front page of the Racing Post, I'm sure. Uh, albeit maybe on the Sunday um, because, well, on the Monday, sorry, because the race is late, as you say, uh, on Saturday evening, um, surprisingly after the Classic due to NBC TV rights. Um, Live in the Moment ran really well, obviously, to win a Nunthorpe earlier in the year. And on that form alone, he's got to be a major player. I was a little bit disappointed with him at Keeneland. You know, he showed that natural early speed that we're so accustomed to um, in the UK, but he was reeled in and passed by a fair few horses in the straight. Now, that was over a longer trip. Um, which probably didn't suit him as well. So he will need to get to the front again and try those tactics and hope that none of the closers can pick him up. However, there are a lot of other speed horses in here. I'm talking Caravelle, last year's winner, drawn inside, living the moment, crucial. You've got Jasper Crone, the Japanese raider. Watch his run last time up. He's got immense gate speed, goes straight to the front. You've also got Nobles, who's a gelding, very ironically. Um, he's got blistering early speed too. So Living the moment is going to have to fend all of these off in the early stages if he's going to have any chance of winning. And for that reason, I have to take him on. Um, I'm going to take a shot at two massive prices in this race, Adam. Um, both of them probably don't have a great chance of winning. But at the same time, if there's a huge pace collapse, they will be the two that finished fastest. Number one, a big invasion ridden by Joel Rosario, the Marmite rider. I hate him on most occasions, I have to admit, hands up. But he can be excellent, especially at the Breeders' Cup. And this horse is a deep closer from the inside. And the other one is Aesop's Fables for um, Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore. This horse isn't a five-furlong horse by any means. And he will be outpaced in the early stages, but he will fly late. And I think if that pace really collapses, those are the two that are going to be hitting the line powerfully. Okay, nice. I'm going to have to correct you, TC. Live in the dream, not oh, live in the moment. I think one's just an Epsom handicapper, right? But Both uh, of them, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> um, tell me about the, the impact of the draw here. Obviously, Arzak um, beat beat Living the Dream last time out. Is, I mean, that's out in, in 12. Presumably, he's just got no chance. Yeah, I think so. You know, there, there are two main races over the uh, 14 race cards at, at the Breeders' Cup that I think the draw really impacts. The Dirt Mile is one because the first bend comes up quick. And this is the other, the turf sprint. You don't have a long run to that first bend. There can be a lot of scrimmaging. And if you're in 10, 11, 12 and don't have the early speed, e.g. Arzak in 12, you're going to find it super difficult to find a spot. Uh, Louis Saez is going to go right to the back of the pack on him. And to come from there, Santa Anita is very difficult. Gotcha. Right, so to, to recap, it's two for TC here. Aesop's Fables for Ryan Moore and Aidan O'Brien, that's at 12s. And Big Invasion for Christophe Clement and Joel Rosario. It's a bit bigger at 16s from gate one. Right, the moment you've all been waiting for. TC, give us your best bets, nap and next best, from Santa Anita, the Breeders' Cup on Saturday. I'm going to mix this up and I haven't even told you about this, but I'm going to do a nap and a lay because I think the lay is important, more important than potentially an ex-best. So we'll start with the nap, which is elite power in the sprint. It's the final race on Saturday. The time escapes me, but it'll be around midnight. Um, this horse racked up eight consecutive victories prior to losing in the forego last time at Saratoga. But that race came over seven furlongs. There wasn't a good early speed and he was settled off the pace. He made a big run up the inside. Again, probably where you didn't want to be in that race. And finished his race off well, but he was beaten by a horse called Gunite, who actually reopposes. The difference is, drops back in trip now. He's been primed for the Breeders' Cup. There's lots of early speed inside and Gunite drawn outside. I think he's going to get a great trip, and Irod Ortiz should get the job done. And the lay, and this is why it's important, it's because it's a European horse with the name Morge. This horse is going to be well-backed, probably favourite in the UK, won't be in the US. Um, she's a real headstrong filly. Obviously, she won the 1,000 guineas. We all saw her at Newmarket earlier this season, beating Tahira, who's done phenomenally well since, giving that form a, a real boost. Last time she came off a 161-day layoff to win the uh, Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup at Keeneland, and she got it done well over a mile and one. The drop back will definitely suit her. There's no doubt about that. I just don't like the way she races. I don't think uh, the US kind of um, topography of the track suits her going around a bend. Um, I also think there's a lot of early speed in, in here, and she's going to be in the worst possible position. Uh, there are plenty of others in the race with similar, if not better, chances than Morge, yet she's favourite. So I think it's crucial to say she's my biggest lay of the meet. I don't want any part of her. I'm so pleased you've said that, Tom Collins, because for anyone that cares, my nap is in the Breeders' Cup mile. And I'm super, I'm super keen to take Morge on. I think, don't think she was that impressive at Keelan last time out. And I'd, I'd absolutely have the Japanese horse songline as, as Fav here. However, my nap is actually Kalina each way, just based on that that form that ties in with with Kim Ross and uh, and Blue Rose Send this season. I actually think it's you know it's miles above what most have, have shown in in this field. The draw in eleven is a concern, of course, but I think she just might be a lot better than 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 this lot. And at sevens, she she really does appeal. And again, if you if you're punting on SBK, I'd encourage you to look at the same race Aka feature because I think if you want to have a look at getting Kalina and, and Songline in a, in a in a double there win and place, then that could well be a, a smart play. I absolutely agree on both counts. I think Songline should definitely be favourite. I think Colleen is a major player. Looks like we've read that race uh, very, very similarly. Good news. Good news. Right, let's recap for, for everyone. So uh, we cover three races, the Breeders' Cup Turf, where TC fancies August Rodan, the Breeders' Cup Classic. We spoke at length about the uh, Japanese horses. And TC, remind me of the one that you fancy there? Ushpa Tesoro. Ushpa Tesoro. And then the Classic... 
no, sorry, in the turf sprints, it's Big Invasion and Aesop Fables for Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore. TC's nap is elite power. So whatever you're doing on Saturday, make sure that you have that as a linchpin to all ACKers and multiples. And finally, don't forget that if you're a new customer with SBK, you can get £30 in free bets when you bet £10. T's and C's do apply, and that's new customers only. TC, anything else to, to round us off for the Breeders' Cup special for 2024? Just enjoy it. You know, this is, a, this is a meeting where some people, you know, take a real negative um, viewpoint. They're all over Twitter saying US racing is rubbish, especially if pace, um, front runners or pace horses are dominating. Just enjoy it. It's great racing, great weather. Uh, we've got a whole fantastic day of action uh, on Saturday. I mean, you've got the jumps racing in the afternoon. There's flat racing at Newmarket. And then if you stay up late, you've got the Breeders' Cup as well. So it's one of the best days of the year when it comes to horse racing. Sit back, get a cup of tea or something stronger and enjoy it. Oh, we're really looking forward to it. Tom, thank you for your time. I'm sure everyone will be, will be glued to the screens and, and certainly following this for all your, all your tips. And again, I should mention, check out betting.getsbk.com for more of Tom's selections for the, for the Breeders' Cup on, uh, on Saturday. Thanks again.